sponsored by Brilliant. Go to brilliant.org slash Ritchie to finish your day a little smarter every day. Welcome. First new daily analysis show on the brand new channel. This is where I talk about Apple and related technologies and culture. The plan is to bring you these shorter videos three to four times a week and follow up with a fresh, deeper dive on the weekend. So yes, you will have to subscribe again if you haven't already because new channel, but I'll make it worth your while. I promise. I'm Rene Ritchie and this is iPhone SE versus iPhone 9. Just last Thursday, Zach Hall from 9to5Mac reported that the long-rumored, wildly anticipated next-generation entry-level iPhone would be called the iPhone SE. It would come in red and white and black with up to 256 gigabytes of storage. And most importantly, the launch was imminent, like last Friday imminent. So obviously the Friday part didn't pan out, which is the problem with these kinds of timelines. If someone tells you something is imminent, it could mean anything from the very next moment to, well, who knows when. Right after that, people started searching apple.com because of course they did. And they found a few things already branded with the iPhone SE name and not from the 2016 original. Now, I can't imagine how hard it's been for everyone on all the teams at Apple trying to coordinate product launches while sheltered at home that are all suddenly all online and with schedules that shift weeks, like every week. But maybe it goes to show you why that store gets taken down so often for big releases. Anyway, John Prosser of Front Page Tech, who is absolutely not Bryce Walker, previously reported that Apple has finally decided and they're set on trying to release the iPhone 9 this month. And they decided tentatively the dates are going to be the announcement happening on April 15th and then actually getting shipments out on the 22nd. So April 22nd for that. And yeah, his use of the iPhone 9 name there was just a placeholder. As I've said before, the iPhone SE or iPhone 9 makes a ton of sense to me. It serves multiple markets, just like the original. For people who want top-of-the-line cameras and performance, but either still prefer a home button and touch ID, just don't want to pay more than $400, or both. It also continues Apple's efforts to increase entry-level value as the high-end costs may continue to rise. More on that in a future show. And yeah, it's interesting that one of these reports has a name but no firm date and the other a date but no firm name. See, my understanding on how Apple handles names is that there's like this hero name that goes at the very top of a list and then a long series of alternatives. And those are just scrutinized for everything from sentiment to what they sound like or translate into into other languages and a dozen other things. Often, but not always, the hero name just wins out. Just not MacBook Stealth. But... Unlike hardware and software, where a lot of people have access to specs and bills even early on, the name is just a marketing thing until collateral, packaging, and advertising has to go into production, which is usually much later in the cycle. And here is where I think the iPhone SE name just makes more sense. Maybe not as a special edition, but as a second edition. There was also some talk of Apple arranging the release to counter-program the OnePlus 8 announcement already scheduled for April 14th. Now, anything is technically possible, sure, but my take is this. One, it would be unusual for Apple to want to share a news cycle. Why compete for coverage when they could go the next day and just subsume it? I mean, the Apple people will cover the iPhone and the Android people will cover the OnePlus. But why split attention with the general tech people when you can just get your coverage right out on top? And two, I just don't see Apple caring that much about OnePlus. Maybe Google, maybe Samsung, but even then, Apple just strikes me as the rich cousin that picks the perfect date for them to show up and take your guest room, not even thinking about any other cousin who might already be there, already scheduled to show up. Focus, remember, is just the equal and opposite of tunnel vision. 
So I think the 15th would just be smarter from the perspective of maximal launch effort, but we'll see. Now, I'm not gonna get into the hows and whys of leaks at this point, but if you're curious about that whole process, let me know in the comments and I'll cover it in a future show. But 9to5Mac has historically had excellent sources for their Apple reporting, part of which went to Bloomberg with Mark Gurman, but much of which remains with their reputation in the current slate of reporters. Meanwhile, John Prosser has been on absolute fire lately with sourcing this turned out to be accurate on a growing number of stories. And since most of us are stuck at home right now, there's nothing like a little hot blogger on YouTuber drama action to keep us all distracted and all up in the popcorn emoji. But personally, I'm actually less interested in when the iPhone SE slash 9 is launching and more interested in how Apple plans to handle that launch. Prior to Shelter at Home, my prediction was a repeat of the 2016 March event, with the new iPhone SE story being told in much the same way as the previous iPhone SE story, just with familiar form factors swapped in for preferred size. Now, with Shelter in place, we've seen how Apple handled the MacBook Air and iPad Pro updates last month. Those weren't huge updates that really needed new features demonstrated live on stage. I mean, LiDAR would have made for a great demo, but we've already had pretty much everything else shown off back in October of 2018. And the new iPhone SE strikes me as very much the same. Sure, an Apple event brings with it a ton of attention that translates directly into marketing for whatever new products are shown off. But given how much so many of us are just looking for things to talk about right now, it'll set social media on fire no matter what. So Apple Newsroom release with some Apple YouTube videos and media follow-up just makes the kind of sense to me that does. As to how Apple plans to sell the iPhone SE, absent Apple stores, and during what for many is a huge financial crunch period, well, that could be even trickier. Apple could just drop the new iPhone SE the same way they did the new iPad Pro and let people who really want or need it place their orders and take their deliveries. Sure, there might be some pushback on Apple even releasing new products right now, but they already did just that with the iPad Pro and MacBook Air, and Huawei also just did that with the P40, and the aforementioned OnePlus is about to do it with 8. Of course, Apple is subject to just way more scrutiny than pretty much any other company in the tech space. So expect pushback regardless and whether or not they release new products because they're releasing new products or not, but we'll see. My guess is that Apple is applying the Nick Fury principle here. Until such time as the world ends, we will act as though it intends to spin on. So like the iPad Pro was excused as a high-end niche product made only for those who could afford it, the iPhone SE will be excused as a low-cost product for those who need it most in a time when they may need it most. And I wouldn't be at all surprised to see a few very tasteful ads running just exactly along those lines. The value. So then, there's only really one question left. Where is the new iPhone SE? And... Brilliant tells me a neural network could approximate the launch date the same way it does by playing a simple game of where are my keys. See, here's how it works. You have to find your keys, but your room is hella messy. As you look, your wall tiles change colors, revealing how close or far your last guess was from the keys. Even if you have no clear indication how to structure your guesses, you can still get better round after round, figuring out your strategy based on feedback and finding your keys in surprisingly few guesses. Whether you're a student who wants to get ahead while school's out, a professional who wants to brush up on cutting edge topics, or someone who just wants to use this time we suddenly all have to get a better understanding of the world, Brilliant's there. To learn more, literally, go to brilliant.org slash Renee Ritchie and sign up for free. Also, the first 200 people that go to that link can level up with 20% off the annual premium subscription. Thanks, Brilliant, and thanks to all of you for supporting the show. Okay, 
So please don't team Jern or team nine to five me in the comments. They're all pretty. Just give me your personal preference on iPhone SE versus iPhone nine and why, and your best gut guess on this week or next week for release and how. Then hit like if you do, subscribe if you haven't already and ring that bell gizmo if you don't wanna miss any future episodes. Then let me know in the comments below. Thanks for watching. See you next video.